We are Youth in Action. This is a show about issues associated with climate change and so much more. You'll hear what impact that's having on youth personally and for our planet. Youth in Action is made possible with the assistance of the Community Broadcast Foundation, cbf.org.au. Over the past seven weeks, the Joyality team, Dr. Eshana Bragg, uh, Sarah Hicks and Shamila Rasa, have been on an epic adventure in youth leadership training in climate resilience with a truly incredible group of 14 to 25-year-olds right here in northern New South Wales. This particular project is culminating in an event on Wednesday, the 25th of November. It's a production called How on Earth. But before we get into all of that, I'd actually like to welcome to the Belly Hotline and to the Airwaves, Ashana and two of the participants of the project, Will and Audrey. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. Great to be here. Lovely to have you all. So, Ashana, I'll start with you. Could you sum up in a nutshell what Joyality is to start with and how it brings projects such as these to fruition? The Joyality Project is something we've been running since 2016. And essentially what we do is we provide nature-based workshops and programs that help people kind of deal with the state of the world as it is right now um, and any eco-anxiety or climate anxiety that we feel and help us all kind of translate that into positive experiences of community and effective action. Basically what we do is we run courses and workshops online and in person and we're a a non-profit project and this project here with the youth leadership training, it's the first grant that we've ever applied for because we usually just sort of run on the course fees and donations from people whereas this time we actually got a $30,000 grant from the Department of Planning, Industry and the Environment and the grant was actually called Increasing Resilience to Climate Change. So it was kind of the first time that we ever came across something that just felt like it was totally targeted towards what we do. So we've gone for it and partnered with the Byron Youth Theatre to run workshops in alignment with the How on Earth Theatre production. So we've been going all of this year and we'll be going into next year as well as we take the production and the workshops down south to the Clarence Valley as well. Will, can you tell us what prompted you to become involved in the project? So maybe some of your personal experiences or if you had worry and anxiety around climate change? I am 16. I feel like it all started, I found this group on Facebook and my dad told me about it. I said, hey, there's this great little climate leadership course that's coming up and it's free and you get to learn about all these different great skills. And at this point, I was thinking, oh, this would be a great way to get involved in something like this because I've always felt like I could have been doing a bit more. So I was like, oh, this would be great. I don't have really many anxieties or stress about it. I mean, of course, I've worried about our future and what's going to happen. And I feel like this is a great step into a path of fixing climate change, being a leader, and who knows, it can lead to something much bigger, and which it has as a workshop. Audrey, I'll ask you the same question. I'm 14 years old and um, my mum suggested this workshop to me because she had got messages from other people who had also seen it and said, oh, yes, Audrey would really enjoy this workshop. And sure enough, I really did enjoy this workshop. Oh, like the whole eight weeks of 
this youth leadership training climate resilience and it was really nice it was so like informative and cooperative it was all just really a big sharing circle and that everyone shared experiences and learned things and it was a really good workshop. Ishana, what is the estimated percentage do you think of youth that experience eco-anxiety in this particular area and what age groups came forward to participate in your particular project? This research hasn't been done a lot up until now and so there's little bits and pieces of research coming in and so as part of this project in August we ran the How on Earth part one theatre production and workshops in high schools so that was going to like year nine through to year 11 we got to go to Shearwater and Mullumbimby high schools and in the research that we did there when we're asking people how they're feeling about climate change and the state of the world we basically found that like between 50 and 60 percent of those students were reporting feeling anxious stressed about what's going on and you know, they, they talked about, they described those experiences. I was also part of some research that was done, yeah, this time last year, so before the bushfires. So Cambry Baker, who's a student of mine, she surveyed a whole lot of parents and teachers in the region about their perception of their children's levels of stress and anxiety. And 67% of those people reported that the children that they were either caring for or teaching were experiencing very high to high levels of stress and anxiety about this issue. The way that I think about this anyway as an eco-psychologist is this issue of climate change and ecological collapse, the state of the world in terms of you know social injustice, all those sorts of things. For all of us in society, they're actually an underlying contribution to our levels of stress anxiety and depression levels if we're exposed to that information. So basically that means everybody, um, including young people. And so whether or not we're conscious that the cause of our stress, anxiety and depression, you know, comes from that source or not, it's still there. And I think that's really important to um, recognise, as is the fact that these emotional responses are actually like they're healthy reactions to an unhealthy state of the world. So it's not about us trying to pretend or to push those feelings down, but actually to engage with them in a way that helps us feel strong and empowered and able to take action and and be in community rather than divided into a polarised community, how do we come together with these feelings, with these ranges of feelings and take positive action in the world? Hi, my name is Will and I'm from Joyality's Youth Leadership Training Program and you're listening to Belly on BFM 99.9. Will, I know that you said that you didn't really have too many anxieties but was you know there anything coming into this group that was sort of at the forefront of your mind or was there something that you specifically wanted to gain you know leadership qualities for even if it's not around climate change? I think when I first came into this group I was a bit nervous as I'm actually one of the only boys in this group. I think there's one other boy, but in my group that I'm with that we did this course with was in person and I was the only boy and it did feel a bit intimidating at first and because sometimes I do get stressed quite easily and 
especially in some groups, I um, I, sometimes I don't take in information very well. So I was a bit worried about that kind of thing. Like, for instance, all the little talks we have, the things we're doing, sometimes I can't process it that well. I sometimes have to comprehend it a couple times. But um, some skills I really learned was um, a lot, like, honestly, there was a lot of things of climate change just in general, because we had a couple lessons where we learned more and more. And it's just crazy how much we've just learned, like, all this history, all this information. We even one lesson we talked to this climate change scientist and we all had um these bunch of different questions we asked and he's talking about solar panels talking about what other countries would be like in the future do you think we'll be able to sustain our future it was actually really interesting because that schools to be honest they don't really teach this kind of thing and i wish they did and it'd be great if they could because this is important and all young people need to learn this yeah, we just learned a bunch of climate skills and how to talk to someone that doesn't understand climate change with this whole workshop that this is what we're taking our skills from, where we're talking to them, teaching them ways and also leadership skills as well. Like it's really important to have leadership skills in anywhere and also team-based skills. And I found that the leadership skills have been great and I can't wait to use these skills that I've been working on for weeks now to be used in this workshop. So yeah, I think I've learned quite a bit. Audrey, for you as well, what are some of the most significant issues that you face at the moment as as a young person around climate change and how do they affect your everyday life? Well, there are so many things that some way or rather related to climate change. Sometimes like when you're driving in a car and like going for a long distance, you feel guilty because you think of how much CO2 that is put into the atmosphere. You're like, uh I should really be catching a train or something like that. <laughs> and and when you buy takeaway food, like we all try not to, but sometimes it just can't be avoided. And you also feel guilty because um, like, am I really going to reuse this? Am I really going to do that? Or is it just going to be put into general waste bin? And yeah, there's so many things. And like, even like it's so hot today and like that is affecting everyone at the moment, especially like old people and sick people and young children especially and we can all feel that like heat and we're all thinking oh this isn't technically summer yet is it so yeah there's so many things in the joyality programs that we run we talk about three kind of key streams um, and they're both for personal and planetary well-being the first one is to stay awake to what's actually happening on the planet right now. So both good factual information about the negative things that are actually happening. So in this case, we're talking about climate change. So actually understanding what's going on, what the predictions are, um, how that might affect us in the local area, how that might affect different people differently. And at the same time as staying awake to that, also staying awake to the positive things that are happening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are sponsors around us in terms of groups and projects, how amazing nature is, like even in the midst of climate change, what an incredible organism that we're a part of that's that's having these responses to what we're doing in ways that are unfathomable to us, but that we're a part of. So that's the stay awake part. The connect is really important because it's connection both with nature, with each other, 
and with ourselves that actually provides us with like a solid ground, calmness, motivation, inspiration, you know, to, to take positive steps. And then the third thing is action itself. So knowing what sorts of action are really powerful to take, how we can take personal communication actions, community organising, political organising, all the different levels of action that we can take together as a community to make a positive difference. So they're, the, they're what we call the three seeds or the three streams. As well as that, there's some other pieces which is, you know, feeling comfortable. So for young people to be feeling comfortable with their own strong emotions, knowing that they're actually valid um, their sources of information about what's going on, their sources of information about what matters to you. So learning some tools, skills, we've been calling them resilience hacks to actually navigate those feelings and to also be able to be okay with other people feeling strongly, whether they think the same as us or differently, sort of like emotional literacy about feeling comfortable and then there's a whole bunch of things around leadership. So really exploring what leadership means to the young people in our programs. So it's not about us coming in and going, oh, this is what leadership is. It's like, what does it mean to you? And what, what are the qualities of a leader that you admire or that you would resonate with? And where are those qualities in yourself and in your community of other young people? So it's about finding and acknowledging your own strengths and each other's strengths we sort of have this thing which we call cheerleading. So we're actually really supporting everybody else in the group to find and um, celebrate their strengths. There was one thing that stood out for me was um, really appreciating what other people's point of views are because sometimes you can get really stuck with your point of view and think, yes, it's really the right way and they're just they just don't know and you need to try and like convert them. Like they have their own point of view and they think the same thing about you and then you just clash and get into arguments. So one of the things was um, five different points of what to like have in mind when you're talking to someone with a completely different point of view. It could be about climate change or it could be about rearranging pencils. Like it could be anything. Hi, I'm Ashana from Joyality's Youth Leadership Training in Climate Resilience and you're listening to Belly on Bay FM 99.9. So there was, I know what I know, just keep in mind, well, like, what you know, and I dare to care. So, like, you're feeling, like, you're speaking like, with emotions and um, I am not alone, so... There's other people out there and you can feel the presence of like other people who support your point of view. I respect and connect. So I respect their point of view and I can easily connect with them. And the last one, I inspire action, but I don't expect it. And such great life skills just on the whole, aren't they? And also, I guess, ones that you can put into many areas of your life and, and yeah, move ahead with. So Will and Audrey, how have the dynamics of being part of a like-minded and like-hearted group of youth helped shape your own sort of experience in the program or your life in general or even how you look to the future? I think you'd agree with this too, Audrey, that um, through this group we've made a lot of connections, haven't we, Audrey? We've made yeah. connections. We've also 
done a lot of sharing with each other and being really comfortable in a real safe space. And actually in our workshop, we did this whole circle sharing. And unfortunately I wasn't there, but during the course though, we did have other opportunities where we shared how we felt and it, I don't know, it just made you closer and closer with each other. And um, I felt that like, I think, Orji, you felt connection there as well, did, did you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, the part that you missed out on the um, dare to care, we shared lots about fears and like angers and all these like loss and all of these things. We shared all of our emotions. It's, it was mainly towards climate change, but could also have things that weren't so relevant. But there was still um, sharing what you might have bottled up inside and yeah, it was good because you really got to um, relate to those people and it just had this really powerful bonding experience and I think everyone definitely felt it. Yeah, I think uh, once I um, started this program, I felt very intimidated that I felt I didn't feel like sharing at all as I was the only boy there. So it did feel quite uncomfortable. But as we went further into the program, it got better and better. And I, by the end of it, I felt quite comfortable. I was having chats with everyone. We, we started connecting outside of the workshop. And yeah, I think it's just the first little steps that really help and you start connecting with each other, which is one of our main things that we learned in the course because they'll stay awake, act, connect. And that was a big thing. And I'll just also like to add, Rachel, what people don't realize is with our money, what we buy and how it affects our world. For instance, like like a lot of people um, are now buying free range. And if you haven't noticed that there's actually not many um, cage chicken cartons anymore um, shops because people have started buying free range. You can see the impacts it can actually have on the world. And also like, it was actually crazy because I was watching a documentary called Before the Floods. And it's about Leonardo DiCaprio and he does this whole documentary. And um, I didn't know this, but a lot of chip packets have palm oil, which affects the uh, orangutans and all those animals and chops their trees down. And I actually didn't know that. And it's just really changed the way of eating. And it's just what we do with our money and where it goes is what really scares me a little bit. What, like, what is this money supporting? Is it supporting a sweatshop in India? Is it supporting nuclear weapons? Is it supporting animal cruelty, you don't know. So I think people just need to be more aware of what they do with their money and the impacts it can have. So yeah, just wanted to add that. Great points, Will. You vote with your dollars, you know, whatever changes you want to see in the world. Well, that's kind of where your money goes towards. And as you say, if if we're still going to continue to consume certain things, companies are only producing what we want to consume. So yes, great point with the eggs. I love that. Ishana, what are some of the most significant changes that you've seen in youth um, since, you know, maybe they started? I mean, Will was just saying, you know, he was very uncomfortable when he first arrived and all of a sudden he Mm. was very open. And also whether any one of you knows or can think of why there perhaps weren't more boys there. I might start with that one, actually, because we tried really hard to um, create as diverse a group of young people as, as we could. But we do find like with this work which is a combination of talking about like real world issues and talking about or experiencing psychology and emotions 
that it's mainly women who are attracted to it. So it, it's happening both in the adult courses that we run. And, uh, yeah, so it's that, that combination that seems to be attracting women. Yeah, we need men to be doing this work, men and boys. So when we do these programs, I actively actually, you know, search for men who are prepared to do this because they're actually leaders and pioneers. So Will and Jake, who are the two uh, young men in our courses, we, you know, really applaud them for having the courage to continue on with the course when they were the only men in it and really hope that they'll go out into their male communities and spread some of this information, particularly about um, emotions and psychology. After this uh, course ended, we'd start learning about How on Earth and How on Earth Part 1 and we got introduced on How on Earth Part 2. And as you know, our course is all about leadership and climate change. And this both link in very well as they're both part of the Byron Youth Centre and Byron Youth Theatre and Byron Youth Joyality Program. What is How on Earth about? It's about a young uh, woman who, with her friends, are facing the challenges of a very near and likely future, facing the problems and challenges of climate change that's affecting them and they get in touch with the parallel universe um, which gives them advice about how they can fix the world I suppose yeah you could say like both um, on a larger scale and a smaller scale as well so I think definitely sends a really good eye-opening message. Hi my name is Will and I'm from Joyality's Youth Leadership Training Program and you're listening to Belly on Bay FM 99.9. So we've been collaborating since the beginning of the year. So it's Byron Youth Theatre. Director Lisa Apostolides has written the script for this amazing play. But that script was based on a whole bunch of things. So it's coming from youth voices. So Lisa participated in the Joyality program at the beginning of this year. So I can see a lot of the Joyality program actually coming out through the play, which is really beautiful to see. But also we worked on creating interview questions and survey questions that then Lisa used to interview all of the Byron Youth Theatre members and, of course, the material from our youth leadership training has also come into that final script. Audrey and I are one of the only ones who've seen a rehearsal from from our youth leadership training and I think, Audrey, you um, summed it up really well. Um, It's absolutely fascinating For those of you who know of the work of like Margaret Atwood or Ursula Le Guin or Starhawk, the script is very similar to that kind of genre and so it's powerful for any age to to watch. And what we're doing is the workshop that Will was referring to is the Joyality team, including uh, Will, Audrey and Miriam, we're going to be running workshops for audience members who've actually gone to see the theatre production. A week later, we're running two community workshops at um, Mevlana Hall in Myokum to help people process their experience of this powerful product. The How on Earth community performances are being held at Brunswick Picture House next Wednesday and Thursday. So that's the 25th and the 26th of November. And then our workshops to help process your experience of the theatre performance are going to be held the following week 
on Tuesday the 1st and Thursday the 3rd of December at Mevlana Hall. And you can find the links to book all of those at joyality.org slash youth. Follow the links to How on Earth. Great. And you also mentioned in the beginning of this interview that Joyality is a not-for-profit organisation. So what other community groups or organisations have participated or supported the projects that you do and how do people contribute to its growth themselves? With this project, there's actually been way too many community groups um, to mention um, on this, but I'll just mention a few who are really involved. The Climate Council, Resilient Byron, Renewfest and Quorum, Zero Emissions Byron, the Rural Fire Service, the Australian Psychological Society and Arakwal and Yagel Elders. Yeah, if you'd like to support what we do, come along to the workshop in a couple of weeks' time. And also we rely on donations to keep going with our work. And the way that you can donate is joyality.org slash donate. And if you'd like to send that money to a specific place or project or group of people, you just need to add a message in with that donation. So if you want to support the youth leadership programs, just put in youth or youth leadership and we'll make sure that your donation goes in that direction. Will, what do you envision for the future? How would you like to see it in 10 years' time? What changes would you like to have seen? I'd love to see this future with every house and every single building and every single part of this world being solar-powered, wind-powered, all just sustainable energy. I want to stop coal mining. That's what I hope for the future. I will hope that they finally find a sustainable energy, which we have. We have found a sustainable energy. We're just waiting for people to, to stop the coal mining. So hopefully by 10 years, they've stopped the coal mining. Um, I hope that all cars are electric, which most of them actually are now. Like, I mean, not all of them, but every now and then you do definitely see a lot more now than a couple of years ago. Actually, it wasn't now as the start of electric cars. It was just Tesla, but um, now um, some actually Toyota and things like that actually starting again to the electric, which is great actually. So you won't have to be buying like a really, really expensive car just to get electric. I really hope that planes are electric if that's even possible. And um, I really just hope that we stop using plastic really. I really hope we can find a more sustainable product, which we have actually started. A lot of shops actually don't use plastic anymore. If you, oh, Woolworths kind of does, but people are being more mindful now, which is great. So hopefully in the future, everyone's um, using reusable bags, things like that. So yeah, I really hope there's a zero carbon world. That's what I'm hoping for. Great. I hope, I hope your wishes come true. And Audrey, what sort of future would you like to see? Maybe not just in 10 years, but, you know, in the bigger picture. I would definitely like the future to look really bright and literally and metaphorically, um, like in the cities, there won't be so much smog and all this energy that pulls you down and gets you into like a tight, negative, busy knot. And I would love um, that everybody really cares for themselves, for each other and everyone around them and everything. Because ultimately, if you love everything and everyone, um, you wouldn't let anything bad happen to the planet. If you just love, all your good energy will go out. So I think... If everybody loved, um, there wouldn't 
these so much single-use things like single-use plastic bottles and single-use takeaways, single-use, you name it. That everyone is treated as they should be and that elder people are respected and that no matter what nationality, what age, what opinion, what religion, you are respected as a person and as your own individual self. There's lots of things I would like to name, but I don't have 50 hours. So. <laughs> Hi, my name's Audrey from Joyality's Youth Leadership Training in Climate Resilience. You are listening to Belly on Bay FM 99.9. Thanks to Ashana and the team at Joyality provided us with quite a dynamic group of young people that all came along to the first in launch of Yak Radio. So first of all, Will, what was your experience like at Yak Radio? I really enjoyed it. Honestly, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, great, because for a career path, I really want to go down kind of a bring a presenter. At first, for a career, I really want to do film. And I thought, oh, presenting would sound great. Like doing like a voice like BFM 99.9 or something like that. I just always thought that'd be great fun. And this program, the, the Yak Radio workshop that we did was actually great. For, I met a whole bunch of people that we all have these common interests in. Like, for instance, I, I didn't know Audrey was doing it. It was great to see Audrey there and a bunch of other people um, I was familiar with that actually a lot of local people like, from my school Oh, it was great fun. And we, um, me and, as you know, Rachel, we started planning, we started talking about podcasts, what kind of issues we want to talk about. It was just great just thinking of ideas and being creative. And that's why I kind of got out of the day, just being creative and just having a good time. And working with what I really enjoyed was working with all the tech things, yeah. all the tech skills, how recording works, because um, in film you, you use recording and things like that. And I thought it was, it was great fun. And Audrey, how did you feel with your experience at Yak Radio and how important do you think it is to voice the youth? I think it's really important to um, have a voice out there in the world and just get your message across to people in um, a really cool kind of way because in radio, what I experienced when I came for the Yak workshop, yeah, you can be so creative, you can put on silly voices if if you want to, you can be really funky and cool you can do whatever you want just to get your message across. And I think really pe- like people value um, your voice. Like, oh, did you hear what was on the radio the other day? Like they're talking about some really cool stuff. I think it was like a really fun day. Like, well, I think just enjoying being creative. We are doing it again. It's on the 5th of December, Saturday the 5th of December. So we would love for you to come back and carry on where we left off and just work more on the projects you know that you have your passions for so yeah bear that in mind you'll be hearing from us anyway and from the yak i just want to say for all the listeners out there that are listening to this i just hope that um every day even just a little task that can just make the way that you do things buy things just to make the world a little bit better even if that's just using less plastic buying a free-range chicken or free-range eggs, just supporting local businesses. Um, just try and do one little thing every day that can make the world a little bit better. Yeah, that's all I just want to say. Do you have any last words yourself, Audrey? All you need is love. Youth in Action was made possible with the assistance of the Community Broadcast Foundation.